Uh, and oh no, that was a lie. Now I'm going to start recording. Nope. Can I say hi to Ben before? You can say hi to Ben. You and you, you'll meet Logan eventually. I need to. Yeah. My, oh here. Oh, oh right. You can't hear. Come in. Hey Ben. And Logan. Well, hello. Hey, Logan. what's up? Hi. Hello, Ben. Nice to meet you. I hear a hi. lot about you. <laughs> Um, ben, I just, I just wanted to come on really quick before. I just wanted to congratulate you on hitting the charts for the podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very excited. Thank you, man. I appreciate you sending that over to me on Twitter. Oh, I always have to. Um, yeah, I remember nice. the first time I ever made the charts. And like, it, it was such like, I was more excited when I saw Chunky Peanut Butter when I went to check last night than me uh, making it big in my so charts. Nice. I was like, guys, you did it. Well, we um sort of we did it a little we did it yeah. Yeah. nobody knows we're gonna we have to it. we'll have all to right, edit this out <laughs> all right thank you <laughs> welcome to the chunky peanut butter podcast it's chunky it's smooth it's no longer just a spread you put on toast or bread. It's a podcast with your host, Heather, and your co-host, Ben. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. That is right. We have hit the Apple charts and it's, you know, we're just here to celebrate every win and realistically we could not do it without all of you so i want to thank you very very much ben and i are so thankful for all of you listening in hanging out and we're excited to just keep doing this together uh as we hang out together i also want to prepare everybody for the inevitable ever mentioned octopus apocalypse the octopus. Uh, today we've got a very special guest, my dear friend Logan, who I met through Van Life, and she's now doing the homesteading thing, and a lot of you are interested in that. Everybody's interested in learning how to be more self-sufficient, so I hope you enjoyed this chat, whether you're preparing for the apocalypse or just trying to like grow some veggies and learn about nature, this one's for you. Thank you very much. As always, tell some friends. Make sure to follow on social media and have an amazing day. We're doing this. All right, we have reached sort of a lofty peak for ourselves so far. We hey. have made it to 138th on the Canadian Comedy Interview podcast. But today we're 170 something. So it, re- it really comes and goes. Hey, I don't know what flows. we did. Yeah. 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 It's nice, though. Apparently, once you get on, even when you get off it, you'll still come up. It'll just say you're out. So, like, we're still on that list of, like, one Sweet. day. I don't, I don't think there's any um, benefits to it. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, so, yes. Th- so, that's what we are, apparently. And Apple decided that. We're a comedy interview podcast. Cool. So, everybody, Ben, we have a very special guest today. She's a, a good friend of mine, but that, again, is not why she's the guest. Uh, she did van life, does van life, but also does tiny home living and then homesteading and, like, everything that comes along with that. So because we're big fans of, like, the octopus apocalypse, the apocopus, and, like, we're Apoc- prepping, yeah. we're constantly prepping for doomsday and, like, survival things, I figured Logan would be, like, the logical next step. Uh, so Logan, Ben, would you like to welcome Logan to the podcast? Logan, welcome so much to the podcast. Uh, excited and Heather's kind of led me here, but I have a lot of, uh, sustainable living in the woods based questions. Uh, yeah, yeah. I checked out a little bit about, uh, what you've been up to. It's very cool. Very interesting. So has it been... Sorry that I'm moving right into a question, but has it like, have you been living in a van for the past three years? Did I read this correctly? Yeah, we've been in the van. Well, I've been in the van full time for the past four years. And then my fiance, David's been with me for about a year and a half in the van, but the whole time he's been in and out, you know, basically living with me the whole time. Yeah. 
That's actually how I that met Logan. Yes. We were at their beach, right? Yeah. yeah, we had, it was um, one of the first Van Life Ontario meetups. In fact, I think the one, maybe even before it was Van Life Ontario. And I, like, I just wanted to make friends. And Logan came and I was, I was, it was so nice to meet you. And I was just so excited. And then we just connected. And I think we knew each other in yeah. the community. But since then, I, I've really loved how you just adapted your lifestyle to suit you. Like you're just Logan and I don't associate you with Van Lake anymore, <laughs> but I guess, I guess we should let you introduce yourself. Cause yeah, I, I I'm pumped with Ben's enthusiasm and like you and I mm. always love chatting. So this is a good excuse, but um, yeah. What would you, how well, I was going to say, how, describe yourself to the audience, but um, would you like <laughs> to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, I'm Logan. I'm happy to not be associated with only van life now and to have like people know me for more than just living in a van. Um, live off the grid with my fiance and our dog on a hundred acres and just learning every skill we can in order to like live a more um self-sufficient life, I guess you'd say. That's that is well, yeah. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, I'm I this is my jam. So I would love to hear also what you think of that, Ben. No, it's very, very neat and awesome. Some of the pictures, you can kind of see how you've kind of, like, because you've been living out of your van, looks like you're also living at the the site. At a trailer park, yeah. (laughs) But, like, where you're ultimately going to have your tiny home up and live in there, which is kind of cool that you can... So is it something that you and your, did you say fiance? Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Is that somewhere like, uh, are yourself and your fiance, are you the ones building the tiny home? Or do you have help? Yeah. Anything like that? It's just us, really. We hired one person for a $700 job that we couldn't do ourselves. We didn't know how to weld. But that's that's okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time that, that that they were in, were you just like, I should I should just learn how to weld? <laughs> well, it was a family friend, so we were lucky enough to be able oh, to tell him how we want it done. <laughs> gotcha. Toss him around a bit. But yeah, we, we're learning as we go and just figuring it out. And it's working out so far. And I guess van life prepared you for that. But I should describe to everyone as well. First of all, Logan's Instagram and all social media will be linked everywhere. But you're going with like you went with a flatbed trailer, and then you're building. Yeah, it's it a looks tiny like home a on castle. A trail. Um, we call it like the barn or the castle. Um, and it's a unique design we haven't really seen done where there's like two stories. David's pretty tall; he's like six six. So living in a tiny home with no headspace wasn't going to work for us. So we figured out our own way in order to make two stories in a tiny home. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it looks really uh, cool. And you're going to have like two bedrooms, two two or two full yeah. like yeah. extra rooms. Now, how do you find going from the van to the tiny home cuz you like you'll probably never be tamed again. You'll never go normal, I'm assuming. But was there part of you that's like now I will never have a full regular plumbing? Or like do, is, are you prepared for it are you just going all in it's who you are now oh everybody froze everybody froze. <laughs> back i oh here's okay. here's are we back <clears throat> yes i realized yes. everyone froze oh, i thought geez. you were just being nice um what was i saying oh yeah how did you feel about going from the van to a tiny home now, because uh, there's some luxuries. Are you just completely giving up some luxuries, or are you trying to build the tiny home to be off grid but still have like some plumbing, some washing, drying? How are you navigating your systems? Or tell us a bit about them. I guess people don't even know. Yeah, yeah. So we're I'm feeling done with the van right now. We're ready to be out of the van and like have a real home. <laughs> it's nice, but it's pretty squished right now, and like. We've accumulated stuff staying in one place for a while. So the tiny home, everything that we live with right now is off grid, but we're actually working on getting hydro to the property just because with our jobs online, like you'd have to spend so much money in solar in order to be able to sustain what we do with our computers and stuff. Um, David has a big computer, so we just have to like choose our sacrifice and hydro is what we need. So we'll have that by the end of the month, hopefully. And after that, the whole house will be like a normal home. Like we'll have a septic tank. Um, we have a well. You can flush the toilet. It'll be 
epic, we hope. And it feel quite luxury. Like I want a dishwasher. I'm stoked to not have to be a dishwasher anymore and to give that job away to a machine. So <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more luxury than what you maybe think of when you hear off-grid. Um, and it won't be off-grid anymore once we do have hydro. Uh, your Wi-Fi situation and how that, that oh. all works out because like you're you're coming through good on it. Right now, I've, I've often thought of myself as someone that could live anywhere, but my unfortunate caveat is that I would need to have a really good Wi-Fi signal. How do you how do you do yeah. that in the middle of the woods? So it's really easy for us. We just have Starlink and we use it in the van. It's powered off the van. Yes, and honestly, Starlink. Like- so I would love to know what are the challenges of trying to build a full regular home, but tiny. Because you know tiny architecture, but like, have you had to do anything crazy? Um, I think the biggest thing right now is like plumbing. How do you fit pipes um, into walls when they're smaller walls than a house is? So that's David's job. He's like the Lego master and is piecing it all together to figure out how we make water flow through the house without it leaking everywhere. Um, And the other thing we might be dealing with is like, how do we fit everything we want in such a small space? Another like Tetris type of problem that we just have to like, we haven't had to give up anything yet, but I'm sure it will come to the point where I'm like, dang, okay, I can't fit that in there. That that doesn't happen this time. All right. When I see tiny homes, a lot of times there's an element that almost a transformer like component because of the tiny nature of it, something needs to slide or push. Mm-hmm. What, like, do you have any of those elements that you're currently having to deal with or think about in the tiny home? I mean, the one that comes to mind the most is the fact that we have two lofts on our tiny home, one on each side. And when it's time to move the tiny home, which we don't foresee doing often, we're essentially going to have to crane them off um, onto a flatbed trailer. So I guess that's pretty transformer-like. We have to take the house apart and like lift okay. two 10 by 10 uh, square feet, 10 by 10 uh, lofts off onto a trailer. I don't know if that was the best explanation, but our, our home can't go on the road yeah. the way it is. It would take out all the power lines, essentially. Because of yeah. the <laughs> two-story tall. nature of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and it's interesting that it's two stories and each story ideally is accommodating a 6'6 man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 6'2 and I run into problems. So (laughs) another four inches on top of that, that's (laughs) A, a year and a half in a van. Is, yeah, he's, he's pretty frustrated now. Yes, uh, well, <laughs> no, it, he's a champ. He, he he handles it well, but like I couldn't do it. He can't stand up in our home right now. So, yeah, yeah. Like, is there a lot of army climbing? Does he just bend at the waist? How how does he navigate? <laughs> His shoulder the... hits the ceiling in the van, so it's a lot of like, I'm I'm the. Oh, no. has <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, I'm the cook. I'm the cleaner. I'm that's my domain and he's outside a lot. Like I'm in a washroom right, right now that we've built. Um, it's our off grid washroom, nice. more of like a glorified outhouse and he can stand in here. So he works in here. I'm actually sitting at his desk right now in here. Yes. Oh, nice. He works in our washroom. <laughs> I know very comedic, but <laughs> I like it. Big. <laughs> I mean, I used to, I used to have the composting toilet was the yeah, chair you for the desk and I would conduct business and conduct business. <laughs> and it was, I had a great time. Uh, that's, that's interesting. So I, I have, I mean, I have, I think we're going to get into some apocalypse questions because you and I have never, like Logan have never really talked apocalypse. And that's not why you're doing this. I should make it clear. At no point has Logan been like, the world's going to end and this is why I'm doing it. But, but also um, the world's going to end. This yeah, is, I think. And you'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what I'm thinking. The the every person, the every human, the average person. Uh, so it's like the apocalypus, the apocalypse is happening. The octopuses are taking over the world. They're <laughs> evolving out. Humans are going into the forest. So we need these skills. Um, what do you think is a good place to start? <laughs> hmm. That's like a Pandora's box. Um, yeah, well, you're the expert. And unfortunately, in an Armageddon situation, you might actually be the most knowledgeable person in the new village. So get ready. 
I, I might. <laughs> That'd be, yeah. I hope I know more by then. But um, huh, where would you start? I think the first thing would be to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, I think Rubber we mindset. as humans, yeah, we're like really used to being cozy on our couch and like, oh, nothing's going to affect me. And it's a good frame of mind to know that even when shit hits the fan and you don't know what's coming next, you're still going to be okay. Like you could not know what's happening next. You could not know what to do next, but you're going to figure it out. You're human. That's what you want to do. So some of the skills I've been learning right now are like canning and just making all my own food and learning how to like store a couple years worth of food at once if needed. I find that quite fun and rewarding to know that like no matter what happens, we're set here. The whole world could be on fire off of our property and we have absolutely no clue because it doesn't affect us right now. Um, once we have hydro, that might be a different story, but like we know how to live off grid. We're good. Power goes down. We got all the solar system set up that we need to make that happen. So I think like food, what do you need when something happens? Food, figure out your food first and then move from there. That's amazing. I also like that you were like, that's right. We're humans. We can figure it out. Yeah. Take that octopus. Totally. (laughs) Just adding that in. But yeah, you're, I would second that to what you said. I think a lot of any off grid things I've done, it has been more mindset. Yeah. You said that Ben mindset. I think mm. we talked about this when figuring out who would survive stuck in the woods. And and it was your mindset was, I'm just leaving. I'm going home and I might die <laughs> getting there. A worthy mindset. Um, but you do a lot of herbalism stuff too. So you go even deeper because, I mean, I, I love the canning thing, which is really coming back. Um, but do you think do you think it's possible to teach yourself? Or like how would somebody even – go about knowing it, how to be uncomfortable. It's a hard like question. say the interest. Do you mean about herbalism or like about like just everything? Well, what actually happened there was I almost started talking to you about herbalism. And then I was like, no, Heather, don't <laughs> divert from the canning. So I tried to bring the question back at the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just an interview thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, no, we can't go there yet. We're going to talk about, we're still talking about canning. So that's all that confusing question was, but um, how are you learning these things? Like, how are you finding it out? Or I guess just the internet probably, or are there good resources out there? Yeah. Like I've just been on Instagram, making a lot of friends with people that um, surprisingly live pretty close to me, but like I haven't connected with them in person and we've just been like trading ideas. And if there's like a community member that's holding a class, I'll pay my 25 bucks, go to the class. And then I have the skill that I paid $25 for that I know forever. Um, And also like, I love the internet. I love Google. I love YouTube. I buy books at the thrift store and keep them in my little stockpile for when I need them. And I know what I need to search for. I'm like, ah, I want to learn that. I've got a book on that. So I just like accumulating knowledge, even if I'm not learning it right now, I'll like have it when I need it. I know that if something piques my interest, I'll need it later. Let's say shit pops off, you know, tonight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, That Chinese balloon thing, that was just the tip of the iceberg and it's all, you know, power stations get hit all tonight. Just pow, 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 gone. Uh, Roads, pow, 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 gone, right? How long with what you got now could you live where you are right now? If no one came and invaded yeah. us, what yeah. am I allowed to hunt? Oh yeah. 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 You, if you're allowed to hunt animals, yes, you're allowed to hunt animals, but no new resources like from society yeah. would be coming to you. Yeah. No trade yet, but you could make yes, it. No trade. I would like to have, a couple thousand extra canning lids, and then I would say indefinitely, probably. Indefinitely. Okay, so, <laughs> well, taking it back, though, with the stuff you have now. Um, three years, probably. <laughs> Just that is amazing. Lids. That's amazing. <laughs> So and that's, that's the everybody. only thing stopping you. And honestly, I just think you're being a little bit short-sighted about how often you're going to get new cans as you eat those cans and like you know. Do we need the jars. Lids. Yeah, the you can't reuse them. It's okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Mason yeah, jars. Like, you just move exclusively to mason jars. Yeah, I have well, those like are the lids. hundreds of mason jars. 
Yeah, so the lids, you can only see, like, pop the seal on them once, and then they're done. Oh, I mean, in an end-of-the-world okay, situation. Oh, okay, that's how far I'm not. I had no yeah. idea of that. In the end-of-the-world situation, I could probably try and reuse them. Um, like, burn but them. Yeah, so, like, long, yeah, boil time, them. I think. You can't boil. Yeah. What I'm instantly scared of is, like, whenever I learn information like this that is, like, so left field, like, you're in a fire, grab one thing, and somebody grabs something, and you're like, I would have died if I didn't, like, now I'm basically thinking like my main concern was like how to make food and grow food, but it's like if I don't have cans, that mm-hmm. like you went you went from three years you went from indefinitely forever to three years the difference <laughs> down to three years the di- yeah the difference of our speed of like your little community because also you know Tim TV on um, Instagram he was a guest of ours he was in the military so he drives a tank so. You're yeah. now coming into our little zombie like community, or it's not a zombie, sorry, it's an octopus's um universe. <laughs> so, like, if we're in this little homestead, we've got Tim, we've got you, we've got me, we've got Ben, like, you know, our partners, everyone's there, all like anyone that made little. it, yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're like, hey, everyone, we can survive forever. Oh, wait, we don't have lids, we're all gonna die in four years, yeah. Like, humans are gonna die, in and four you know, years what's crazy, you need a approximately if we were to survive off of just canned food right like we have our fresh veggies or whatever when we need them you'd need approximately two thousand jars per human like per year that's a lot of canning whoa what that's the stat of how much a human would eat in canned food a year like if you think about how much you eat every single day that's an absurd amount of storage and food to have to store wait per person yeah wait so the that wait Okay, let's do the math on this. What is so it's two thousand divide and there's three hundred and sixty-five days. So how many cans are you putting down? Let's see. Is this like canned like you're living animals. off of canned goods? And okay, canned yeah. Goods I guess five and five and a half cans a day. That would that yeah. would make sense. I mean, like yeah. I'm probably putting down five and a half cans in between yeah. all the different things that hell, I think I ate three cans worth of Wendy's just before this podcast started. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess a can yeah. isn't a jar. Now, can we use like a quart um, jar? Oh, oh gosh, that's even. I was thinking a little can. Can we use like an animal's stomach? Can we do I anything with? I don't know, and I would honestly love to. Yeah. That'd be fun. yeah. Can we, can we go far, <laughs> far back to like? I mean, I guess if you're by a river, we're fine, and we just live off of fish and potatoes and cabbages. Um, yeah, but that's so intimidating. So on that same note, then what? What aren't we thinking about? Then what? What's something you found incredibly useful that you, other than jar lids, that like, is there any secret tool that like, if we're raiding a house and we see one and it's like, why are you bringing that? Oh, this is going to be like so useful. Like, what do I grab if I'm, you know, pillaging the neighbors on my way to our little homestead? What? Well, that's what you want. <laughs> Come on, Ben. You <laughs> added this whole marauding pillager. Well, I'm just being solution. realistic. Well, it also, Heather, and I don't know why, but the way you described it, it didn't sound like the neighbors weren't home. No, they've already <laughs> gone. I'm I'm assuming that if there's some sort like, of Heather. thing, I'm going to lay mm-hmm. low for a few days and then they're going to go, go. I'm hoping that I am the smartest person of my like three neighbors. And then everybody, uh, they um, get eaten. You're just trying to smooth over how much you plan on murdering <laughs> your neighbors at the Apocrypha uh, plips. I know. <laughs> Just yeah, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna wait out to see what Heather does a little bit before I join the commune. <laughs> see who's left. Oh no no no! You if those in left. the commune, yeah, those in the commune will benefit from my my skills. Gotcha from my preparation because whatever Logan says, I'm gonna I'm gonna collect, and then by the time I get to the the commune, I will be like, I brought this Logan, Logan, I've got it. So I'm okay, like, these so- are notes. Yeah. Also, the top of my mind, I'm no expert in this. This is just I'm learning as I go. Yeah. Well, actually, say, in this story, you are the expert. You're the most okay. knowledgeable person in the village. Well, that's unfortunate for all the villagers. But uh, <laughs> first aid crap. You need like you know anything you can find that's first aid related that would keep right. a, tourni- a tourniquet. Like have a tourniquet on you all the time if you're in that living situation. Um, alcohol. And I say that specifically so you can make medicine if you need it. You know, you have knowledge of plants. You can make tinctures and decoct a whole bunch of different medicines. Um, What else do you need? 
whenever I'm at the thrift store and I find good cast iron, I pick that up because you always need that. Um, a meat grinder, like, you know, the ones that scroll, uh, go yeah, onto the yeah, table. Yeah, the, like, why yeah. wouldn't you just have that? It's like five bucks at the thrift store. Maybe your neighbors have it when you're pillaging their home, but <laughs> grab that and keep it for later. <laughs> oh, what else comes to my mind? The first thing I think about how, is like, like medicine. How many blades do you think you're going to need? Like, you know, like personal protection, like when people show up. <laughs> Right. That's also, do you consider like you're going to be hunting? Of course, that necessitates having guns. Yeah. And bow and arrow. Cross bow and arrow. Bow and yeah. Arrow. Yes. I mean, that's a you whole other conversation that I'm super interested in. But yeah, you definitely need to have like not only guns, but like skills and education. <laughs> to yes. <learn> yes. <laughs> yeah. The last thing that you want is a bunch of people that have never held a gun, yeah. just picking up guns yeah. and all of a sudden trying to do something with them. Like that's, yeah. that's just the worst case scenario. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's something to that though. I would never want to fire a gun at like, I, I don't, I would oh, never yeah. want to oh, hunt. I don't think I could hunt, but I'd like to have the skill to mm-hmm. hunt. But the, but what I do know is that, if I fired a gun in my life, it would be like a necessity situation. And mm-hmm. the first time in that would not, I wouldn't want that to be the first time I fired a gun. So my theory is, is I would like to experience it so that if I ever did have to fire one for any reason, I would be like, okay, at least I can maybe have some control of what I'm doing. Totally. Cause I just be like, Pew, and I just accidentally do something, but bow and arrow that is. Yeah. Like, yeah I, bow, I'm bow and arrow. Trapping, I don't like you can learn how to trap, tie knots really well. Yep. Yeah, I like uh, I like the idea of a nice deadfall trap. I I I'm obsessed. I want. Do you ever see this show? I watch it all the time. Naked and Afraid. Yeah, I used to watch that a lot when we had TV. (laughs) Ah man, I I recently got new access to it, so new seasons. So I've been going through. They've had so many seasons, and you know. That is absolutely one of the things. If you can make a nice trap that catches something, you are you're looking great. Also, fish traps, like yeah. those ones where they have to swim in and then they can't swim out. That seems you have to watch Alone on HBO. It's super Alone on HBO. Yeah, it's it's really good. Someone was telling me about this. Okay, yes. Yeah. Or maybe it's History Channel. I don't know. One one of the other, but it's, but it's, it's it's almost like a like a real survivor kind of yeah. 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 Awesome. They're just not naked. <laughs> oh, wow. Sure. Yeah, the naked. Well, or, <laughs> yeah, it's like the island survivor, but like there's no mechanism by which they get kicked off. Yeah, they just have to keep doing it. Some people like literally starve themselves to keep living to win this like prize at the end of the show. It's, it's really well done. And like you actually learn stuff when you're watching it. Awesome. Okay. That that's is, a, that's I'm going to have to so, check that out. So we got two recommendations so far this podcast. One, Starlink. <laughs> Yeah. That's right, Mr. Musk. We're talking about it again. Oh. Uh, you want to get internet wherever, attach Starlink to a source of power, and then you just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start pitching commercials, Man. and then he'll be like, well, we got we to gotta throw chunky peanut butter some money. What's oh, going yeah, on? They, should, they keep talking they about Starlink. They should give us Starlink. They should. Well, that's the thing. Well, I would give there you go. anything for Starlink, because our buddy has oh, the geez. RV one. and I Well, not anything, but you probably have the RV. Do you have the RV one or the the art like the portable star one but as far as i know they can work for both but that's Ooh, maybe i'm wrong that's what i well i haven't seen it i just knew one was like a little dish and the other one somebody said was a bigger dish but i have i have no idea but i know that eventually this will just be like a usb stick or something or yeah. like maybe something smaller so it's like as a nomad the 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 good thing with the starlink is you can have an internet bill that goes where you go um we asked Logan what her horror stories were, and then you had two seconds to think about. <laughs> um, so yeah, what's been like the worst thing so far with, with your um, personal experience? Or crazy well, thing. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, my life ended. When you say horror story, I and you said wild animal before, I immediately think of, we have this Martin, if you know what a pine Martin is, it's like a little mink. Yes. And they... They scream like little girls being killed. It is the most terrifying sound in the world. Yeah. And you'll like walk outside in the middle of the night, pitch black. Just like, I'm not going to scream for the sake of this recording, but it is terrifying. And they like 
torture us. They don't actually, you know what I mean? But they're just like this ominous presence on the property that there is always going to be a scream and you don't know what it is. The first time we heard it, we were like, what in the world is that sound? It is like the worst sound ever. So that's like probably the worst freaky thing that we have on the property that drives us a little crazy because you never know when the Pine Martin's going to be upset. That's so cute and also terrifying because I've heard a female fox scream and it is like terrifying. I thought it was a woman being murdered. It might have been a pine Exactly. But yeah, Yeah, you should Google this, Ben. Well, I I have another weird animal noise in the wild example. Um, So I I grew up in the country and I spent a lot of time near a swamp uh, and uh, on the property. It was almost a third swamp. Uh, and so I can tell you that a certain species of frog, when it's being eaten by a snake, Mm -hmm. sounds like a baby crying. That's crazy. That's scary. That's your humanness, right? And you're just like, what? Oh my God. And you, the first time you hear it, yeah, you kind of head towards the swamp. Like like, there better not be anything going on. Oh my God. I know. I mean, no, you get why. Oh, we're all we're all this one crazy frog, and I, <laughs> I like I get why. Like now we know these things, or we have like the apps on our phones, and we can play the sound or Google things. But like to be a uh, well, that's the thing. I I want to say settler because I'm have a feeling the indigenous people knew what was up. But like mm-hmm. to be like some like you know, old European, I have to do that so, like to be comedic but like you're just toddling in this land you get to like we're in Canada Logan's also in Canada but like north and like any huge patch of wood in North America or Canada and you're like oh I'm just gonna walk and there's like nobody in front of you for like provinces and then there's like ice up above like if you walk in the wrong direction you're like at the time and then you're like in the dark in the forest and you hear these things and you think like, it's a demon and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, Satan lives here. I renounce him. Like some like early. <laughs> yeah. Like I could see why people stay in the village and they're like, don't go out of the village. Yeah. There's well, a pine mark. You can see like the, you could tell like how you imagine early people making some pretty serious assumptions based on Ooh. some of this feedback oh, yeah. and you know i could easily think there's some sort of woman demon in the woods just based off the strength of a screaming martin just yeah in, just off the tree line that you can't see you just yeah, ever, yeah. you always hear that noise you never ever see them i imagine they're nocturnal and then yeah oh yeah a lot of yeah. the fairy like you get the irish fairy stuff is like the crying baby like maybe that frog is also irish or like up north and that and like you know you're walking past a a marsh at night and it sounds like a crying baby that's terrifying yeah i'd be in that marsh yeah well that's the thing oh gosh i know this is this is just scary like it's like we're not just gonna have to look out for the uh octopuses coming to get us we're gonna have to look out for just like the mysteries of the forest nature, <laughs> nature. And and I mean and then you're you're into herbalism as well. So it's like I guess even if you just eat the wrong berry, like not just yeah. pie martins. Yeah. But food too. There we go. Sorry, I got distracted by a pop-up on the screen. That's okay. You gotta stop uh, looking at porno while we're doing the recording. I know. I as soon as I said that, I was like, Oh my god, sexy teens in my neighborhood. Oh my god. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Let me get this window off of my Oh, I know Tinder. That's the thing. We'll we'll have Starlink, but they'll be like maybe like the couple token single people, and their Tinder will just be like set to like a fifty oh, thousand mile radius in the post apocalyptic scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just jumped to straight to to bad dating life for single people. It's like you have what you have, or you can go out and like check out the Pine Martin or the baby frog. Yeah. You know, well, not the baby frog, but yeah, like maybe that fox. <laughs> is nice it takes a weird turn you know people will get desperate at the end but it could be our beginning because that's the thing you're going to be thriving logan for three years (laughs) theoretically yes (laughs) theoretically or indefinitely so what else um see now i'm just wondering are there any other 
things or see when when Ben was asking you if there was anything tragic or it might have been me, I was thinking like, has septic exploded yet? Has there been anything really gross or are you safe? Right now we have a pit toilet. We essentially poop into a hole. So we're good on that front. Um, <laughs> we Good being of, in a, a very flexible word in this scenario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't smell. We have a fan. venting it outside. It's all good. Um, I mean, the worst thing that's maybe happened is our pipe in our washroom. Like we just didn't do it properly. So we had bath water all over the floor. I don't know. Like, oh. It's not terrible. David's pretty no. good at like dealing with the emergencies and that's his role. If anything happens, that, that's on him. And I'm just there to, you know, like, oh, do you want food? Are you thirsty? And uh, I'm, I'm his apprentice. So I'll hand him all the tools he needs, but I don't deal with that stuff firsthand. And I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> I like that. That makes sense. It's part of being like a good team though. Cause like, yeah, the ones yeah. with with canning and all this stuff is it's time consuming. Uh, and mm -hmm. like, it probably takes a long time to get that prepared, but I feel like it's like, it. I find it appealing. Have you enjoyed being like super technology, working online, having fancy, the coolest internet, but then also taking like, Oh, you, yeah. Logan's making yeast, Ben at some point. Um, no, sorry. Sourdough starter. I'm making Logan yeast? has a sourdough. Oh, starter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So How like, long? I, I love my sourdough. <laughs> okay. So sourdough is a thing. I've, I've heard about this, right? Like I've heard about this. So how long? How long have you had your starter? I started it like a year and a half ago. That is nuts. And I've just been feeding it since. <laughs> Do you share that your is, starter so how... with people? Yeah, I gift it to people. My friend in BC wanted some, so I dried it out and sent it to her in the mail, and now she's got. My sourdough has a baby across the country. <laughs> Crazy. That's wild. So you 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 feed what do you feed it? So it's it's an active yeast culture and you have to feed it It's literally flour and water. Flour so and water. when wow. flour and water sit together, they essentially ferment and then the I don't know if it's yeast. I forget what it's called. It's a type of acid. Yeah. Eats up the flour, gets super hungry, bubbles up, rises, and then it is eating all of its food in its jar, so it deflates. And you want to use it when it's as high as it can possibly be, when it's active. So every time I cook with it, I use it, and then I feed it, and then I put it back in my cabinet or on my counter, and then it grows again. And I just, yeah, make a bunch of food with it. Haven't bought bread in a year and a half, so it's been cool, like any bread. You just have that to be awesome. flower, water, and human baby sacrifices yeah. once a year yeah. <laughs> to, to get the perfect one. That sounds, I just find it so cool because um, you really respect the food a lot too. Like, I, I like that you go in to detail. I guess you have to. Are there, is there anything else like that that you're making? Like, are there any other like um, little starting batches we need? I'm doing kombucha right now. That's so I cool. That's I I think another fermenting thing. <laughs> I do. I'm getting into fermenting. I think fermenting is the key. And also, um, I'm I'm associating this too with mushrooms and things because I know Logan. We've discussed mushrooms a bit. Yeah. Ben and I recently talked mushrooms. Um, and this is actually I wasn't gonna do like a sponsored bit, but I have started to work with a mushroom company. So this is like unofficially sponsored. But I've been learning more about mushrooms recently like the psilocybin, but also just all fungus. And I, I think what I'm realizing is like, what is it? Prebiotics or like active, like um, prebiotics, probiotics, like microbial things, funguses, bacteria, like all these, I don't even know what they're called because I'm just starting to learn, but like mm -hmm. things like this, like they're superfoods and they're like super creatures. And like, there's a documentary on Netflix that, that, talked about fantastic fun guy yeah uh, yeah ben you should watch <laughs> so mushrooms like not not mushrooms like funguses are mm. all underneath of us and they basically connect everything i'm pretty sure they probably hold the top of the earth together and then they yep. kind of communicate to each other information no and they're they don't the closest kind of, they do. in dna to us yeah they're, i don't know the exact percentage i think it's something like 99 point something percent DNA like, is similar really to theirs. crazy. Whoa. Yeah, and we, we um we have receptors in our brain that their thingies like something in them fits into. So like 
we're made mm-hmm. to work with them and they have like regenerative like I guess this documentary and it makes sense that they were sort of like the earliest vessels on earth was like a mold yeah. fungus thing and so I it makes perfect sense so everything has evolved from that so somewhere our ancestral mold fungus can still tap in to the I mean this isn't this is science but we're not explaining it in very layman's terms but yeah yeah, yeah we mushrooms are because in my mind it is a natural progression to the octopuses are taking over but mushrooms will save us for sure like uh, I, I, I could dive into it but I absolutely love learning about all types of mushrooms I love foraging for mushrooms it was like my love before herbalism so it's the thing I always go back to that I'm excited to have more time and to delve into too because we've got this like a hundred acre forest around us that I've like explored I don't know five times because we've been building so I'm stoked to like get my feet in the earth nice have you seen any like deposits of things that you're like oh I want to go back there and like harvest or see what else I can find in that area like mushrooms specifically yeah or or whatever like are there actually let's open it up like are there either mushroom specific areas around or like specific areas you're looking to explore around where you're setting up shop yeah we ate a lot of oyster mushrooms off the trees that grew in our front yard um last year so we were like forging a bunch of those and i've been like getting mushrooms that i know are edible that's the thing make sure you know what you're eating yes um (laughs) and drying them out and putting them in bone broths and stocks and stuff so i have them over the winter and we gathered like oh how many liters of berries A, a cup like five liters of berries that we've got in our deep freezer right now for winter bacon and stuff and I'm making medicines and I mean That's I'm fantastic. complaining saying I haven't had time but like I make the time but I'd like more of it <laughs> more time to make that and I'm yeah. finding a lot is indigenous this is something I've always been curious with and I suppose the area you're in may not be completely untouched like there's probably invasive species because you're not like way 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 far from People? You want to hear something interesting about that? Um, we had a yes. lady come from forestry and she walked us around. My parent, It's my parents' property, by the way. So they, this lady came, my parents asked her to come and she walked around the property with us and just was pointing out like different plants and stuff. My dad called me and said, like, you're going to want to get over here. This lady's like your friend. You want to meet her? So <laughs> <laughs> we're walking around the property together and I was like, there's not a lot of invasive species here, is there? And she's like, you know what? This is the first time I've ever walked on a property that's this close to the rail trail which is like a snowmobile and dirt bike trail that i've never seen any um invasive species and i haven't it's it's insane they haven't migrated their way in yet so it's very yeah like no no no. crazy caterpillars no purple stripe none of that very weird no strangling dog vine none of that like no golden rod that's insane. Oh, wow. I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, and <laughs> even maybe like um, apple trees and, and like, because I guess the berries, some berries grow naturally, but I know like the, my family's property was an old farm. So like the soil mm-hmm. was depleted, but there were tons of apple trees along the property lines or like the old roads. And we thought they were crab apples, but they were like delicious and it not Sweet. delicious. Apples. They were delicious, not delicious. Yeah, type. yeah. But it's because all the farmhands would like, like a lot of the times when you see a random tree by the side of the road in farm country, it's like some farmer or like mm-hmm. you random patches of strawberries or blueberries, I think. Like, I don't think blueberries grow. Oh, yeah, they do here. Yeah, they're indigenous. Um, but yeah, they're, the farm I had had like a couple different berry bu- bushes and apple trees, but they were not hmm. from there. They'd been like put there by farmers over the years. Uh, so this is something I think you'll know then. Do you find that in your little pocket is almost every need met? Because I've often wondered um, if it comes to like, you know, I'm dealing with Ontario. So I'm on a homestead in Ontario, which you are. Uh, Mm -hmm. What if what about if someone's in a homestead in Mexico or Spain? So, I mean, obviously they can grow longer. But when it comes to being able to sustain yourself in terms of having medicines for everything, Like, can you find a cure for the ailments in every area, I wonder? Or would you have to, would there be limited, like, if you're bio, if there's enough biodiversity? Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know how to put it. I mean, I'm not going to claim I can cure cancer. (laughs) Um, 
but I think that a common cold or anything that uh, most people would have to deal with the land provides. And like, I kind of come from a mindset of like, there's no lack. If I need something, it will come to me. Like I'll find it. It's, it's there. I just have to find it. And I think the only problem we might have in the future, which the land has no problem with is growing stuff essentially, because we have a lot of sand where we live. Um, but then I look out at nature and I'm like, okay, we have these, hundred foot tall pine trees they're probably taller I'm not sure like really really big pine trees and hemlocks that have been here for hundreds like 110 years I think and they've made it last this long with the sand so like my plants will be fine so yeah to nice. answer your question I think whatever we need we got and it's gonna it's gonna work out that's really cool and I would say probably anything that wouldn't be able to grow in sand would be because we've altered so many mm -hmm. of our like corn today is not corn from yesterday no, yeah so like wait if if we do get back now do you find in homesteading are you trying to find like ancestral seeds so that you can go like, uh, I would or will you go to. there <laughs> i would so you'll go there one day to. yeah when i have more time that'll be like the goal um for now we have very low um what do you call them very low expectations for what we're going to be doing next year, just because we want to live in a house um, next winter, not in a van. So carrots, potatoes, and beets, that's all we're going to worry about because we have sandy soil. It doesn't take anything to do. We can just plant those, move on with our lives and have our harvest for the winter. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I dabbled in some growing, but that's the one thing that I think is really great. And then, so it really does come down to the preserving and then the knowledge behind it and and knowing how to work with it all. Cause you, I remember you told me something uh, in the last part, the old, like the early version of this podcast, Logan was a guest. Um, it was something <laughs> about some sort of like a sun, not St. John's work, some sort of sun. The, it was probably a yellow. It probably was yeah, where this, it needs to be left in the sun. And like it's Latin, there was something about sun in the name too, where it looked the sun and then it was orange or something but it like picks you up. So yes. yeah, I, this, I didn't explain it like Logan did Ben, but the idea is that like nature provides, but it's like, if something's yellow, it will have yellow healing components. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Like if you walk into a forest intuitively, what you're explaining about St. John's War is right. It's helpful with nervousness, anxiety, depression, and it's yellow. It comes out during the, um, Oh, what's it called? Solstice, the summer solstice, when you know okay, it's yeah. the longest day of the earth and longest day of the year and all that. <laughs> Not mm -hmm. the earth. Um, comes out during that time because the sun is out the longest and it harnesses that type of energy and it's even more potent around the full moon of the summer solstice. And when you squish it in your fingers, it turns purple, which is like, you know, very connected to the colors that would be related with depression and anxiety and all that stuff. So Yes, I didn't explain that as eloquently as I may have in the first podcast, Heather, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, if you look at you a plant, better than me. You, you can almost intuitively understand what it wants you to know. And I know that may be a little bit like out there for some people, totally fine. You don't have to be into it. But for me, it's worked most times more than not. Right. In the past. I, th yeah. I think that, that I, would all, I would add a particular lens around if something looks particularly vibrant, use caution even yeah, like if yeah, it's sure. like i'm thinking use caution with like, everything i'm thinking yeah. of berries right like uh raspberry oh, is yeah. great but it, like a bird berry you don't no no don't do anything that you don't know like yeah. Yeah, question yeah. everything well, even the good yeah. things <laughs> well and if something it's kind of because all the lessons to life are, are in nature. So it's kind of like if something's too cocky, you got to ask why. Like, mm, like you want yeah, me to eat that, you? That does not appear to be afraid yeah. of being eaten right yeah. now. Well, yeah. I guess fruits want to be – some fruits want to be eaten so they can just be pooped out somewhere else if we're getting technical and trying to incorporate. <laughs> yeah, but then the you're playing their game. So yeah, maybe, yeah, you're – Yeah, you know, but they're, they're less intimidating. You don't work for apples. Yeah, good old apples. Apples have changed a lot, I think. Um, well, what else? Oh, there, oh, this is an interesting thing I found out recently about this kind of thing. Okay. Did you all know that the bananas that we eat? <laughs> yes, you know this. Okay. You know this. <laughs> They're not the real yeah. bananas. Yeah. No, it's a lie. And they can't reproduce. The re yes. The yeah. real bananas all died out yeah. years ago. 
and we're now eating like an inferior related banana species that's as close to the banana that we loved before that we can get it to but that it's gone yeah like we, yeah, we it's, it's, it, insane. it's insane i literally had this conversation like two days ago yeah. <laughs> yes i found this out like i think maybe two years ago or so because it's out there right like it, you just yeah. it, it yeah. just is a question of when you find out this fact that's just wild out in the streets that we we've just completely moved on from what a banana was to a new space of what a banana is and unless you do your research you just think that's a banana yeah and it's an infertile banana it can't have any babies it's a babyless banana right oh God, so <laughs> oh yeah are we We'd eventually gonna ha- like we'll have to move on to another banana species eventually well plantains I, I think are different because yeah, I knew this yes. about bananas, but I didn't know that their old ancestral banana was dead. And then I instantly thought too much on that. And I was like, oh, my God, what if we're not the first hu- version of humans? And I was like, what if there was one before us that was like what slightly if? clunkier, yeah. with bigger seeds All right. and thicker skin? Great. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, we're here. Uh, we're here. Uh, we're at, okay, we're at the t- part of the podcast where we're part of for the conspiracy corner. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're maybe not the first humans. Right. Or maybe not the first civilization. Like it seems wild given how much progress we've had in the, you know, recent history that there were how many millions of years before this and nothing quite ramped like this until just now. Like, sure, but also maybe it was wiped away in a nuclear annihilation. And then that was the foundation for the dinosaurs to rise up and it created the specific atmospheric conditions that allowed for larger organisms with and then it the whole cycle begins anew you guys could have happened graham three hancock. times <laughs> pardon you gotta listen to her read graham hancock he, he'll he'll take you on a deep dive through all that stuff oh, it's so no. cool graham hancock all right think. graham hancock well, it's, i mean <laughs> it's entirely yeah. possible that we are aliens in to to earth because like that mushroom, like, well, it's not possible that literally that mushroom documentary kind of said it, but they didn't connect all the dots. But it's like if we came, if if mushrooms and bacteria, like our ancestors came on like uh, meteorites to this like gas ball, then we could literally have come from a whole thriving other something or other, gotten our like gookiness onto this meteor and the meteor comes and like infects the planet because it's like the right form for bacteria and then humans really are just a moldy scourge of the earth but like so kind of i mean this is it's almost like it's not even a conspiracy it's like that kind of is what science might be leaning to maybe If, if we're all fungus and we came from space on a meteor we slimed off of something yeah, we had to, there's somewhere else there's life then or in another time. But now we're getting now it's too crazy. Now it's too much. No way. No, we ended yeah, up in conspiracy corner again. No, no. Okay. It's it basically a segment at this time. <laughs> and to talk about that same thing, we're not giving it up yet. Uh we don't know that any of this is really happening. No, we Boom. don't we cannot <laughs> not know. The only thing that we can know is that we ourselves are thinking. And that is still kind of a supposition because we might think what we're going to think seconds before we think it. So then you didn't really think it. You're just constantly justifying the random acts of your body bag. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. Well, now suddenly those garlands don't mean so much. That you live. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Oh, those jarlids just don't seem to matter anymore. <laughs> well, now you're going to be able to experience yeah. that sort of existential ennui for significantly longer if you can get these jarlids into the rotation. Yeah. Well, I suppose I'm not going to say is that why you're going homesteading off grid, like not in a nutshell. But I, I wonder if that is um, if that is what. Oh, I just totally lost my track. I got way too excited. You were just talking about everything being crazy, society being crazy, right. If if we're going to say all these crazy things, how like everything matters, nothing matters, nature is really in charge of everything, we're mushrooms. Um, 
does society just kind of lose its appeal? And is that part of what it is for you, Logan, that you, I think we've mm. spoken about this. Do you, oh, so you just find okay. sort of the natural world. Like once you see the truths and you kind of peek behind the curtain and you're like, oh, like we, you know, but yeah, what, what, what is, is that play into it for you? What's the appeal to what we're doing essentially? Yeah. Um, what's the appeal? And does it have to do with the fact well, I mean, that there's, there's so too much appeal. Yeah. 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 But it, yeah, you know too um, much that. It's, it's a rabbit hole, but I see the way society is headed and I, I'm not opposed to like having maybe one foot in and you know like I'm on the internet I'm not like living in the middle of nowhere recluse don't talk right. to anyone I, I see the appeal of like having to make a living and like being online and stuff like that however I see where we're headed and I don't know that somewhere I want to be going um I see much more value in the way things were done a hundred years ago than I do now so we're just trying to learn what we need I think that like learning to be self-sufficient is the best thing we can do for our future. And if you don't know anything about that, sure, you can still live in your world and like live in a city and know your stuff, but it's important to know what happens if that's not always an option. That's just the way. Yeah, I see the way things are headed and I don't know that I wanna be there all the time. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. I think yeah, having the power to be self-sufficient is Exactly, is it's just important. power of like, power of information of like learning the choice of information once you like learn something then you have the choice to decide if you want to participate in it, participate in it or not and like i want to live in a world or raise my kids in a world where like they know how to take care of themselves and have full sovereignty full responsibility for their life so that's just the way we're headed it could get very conspiratorial but I'll just leave it at that. Well, I mean, I, well, I, 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 yeah, I see it. I'm with you on that. I think also <laughs> there's something to, and I, I, we touched upon this, I think last episode, Heather, like there's a natural, almost mental health addition that you get or boost you get by maybe moving away from all the hustle <laughs> and bustle of modern society like there's there's in a lot of ways too much information being presented to everyone at all times like i'm talking to you right now i have three screens in front of me i have i can yeah. lay hands on three different bluetooth headsets i got a phone in my pocket a nintendo switch right here i'm basically in a little ring of radiation everything just <laughs> kind of pointed at my body and there's never a point in time in which i can't somehow get myself dopamine yeah um through some kind of whirling spinning flashing thing and what's crazy is that at the end of that not you specifically but at the end of all that you still want more like oh it, yeah it's ending. you by yeah by doing that you actually yeah. make it f more difficult for you to feel any of that mm -hmm. um, and then it, yeah i'll room? be curious i'm very curious pardon do you have a salt crystal in that room? Like a Himalayan salt crystal I to help? To. <laughs> I used to. to. I used to. I used to have a Himalayan. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, you, I used to have a Himalayan salt so, crystal. So stressed and angry. Like just the, because that's the other side of it too, is that I instantly am like, oh my God, Ben, your vibrations. <laughs> See, here's the interesting thing. I think this might be a, a positive of potentially having undiagnosed uh, ADD like characteristics the presence of all of these things is bizarrely comforting for me so it's a unique situation that this would be good uh, but for me it's like okay pop 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 there's these things going off here which allows me to actually lock in and have a conversation with people because there's things that I need to ignore and for some reason <laughs> that is how my brain works <laughs> But they outside of that, it's on drugs. Yes, yes. Well, yes. That's <laughs> it's hard to gauge that outside of uh, a certain set of circumstances, Logan. You know yeah. what? The modern age. It's it's all. It is. No, I mean, I will say totally. Where you both are, because I <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen Logan's 
except on Instagram. So I've seen your little, like your fancy spa bathroom. And But I, I've seen your room, maybe not in the setup, but Ben's in his office at his home and you he works yeah. online. So you do have lots of screens for work. I feel like you two are oh, yeah. in like almost polar opposite rooms where like the volts <laughs> running through Logan's bathroom and like the the energy being used or like the the um, I would agree with that. Technologies yes. around it versus Maybe. Ben's I mean, like, I still yeah, got Ben's a like in Toronto. Yep. Well, that's true. I'm literally and on the tenth floor of a condo building. I if I were to walk down the st- well, let's see here. I can see the goat train from here, so I'm I'm feeling the whatever the goat train rotation is actually i can feel a train going by right now so whatever energy or electricity also comes off of that is maybe the same train tracks like logan oh no you're you're near the rail trail not the train tracks yeah there's Um, no train there anymore no train old left in like 1940 or something (laughs) uh but bring back the train (laughs) trains would be awesome we're getting close to sort of the end of how far we can push zoom (laughs) um Logan, did you have like so? What's your plan with this? Where are you? Are you planning to go away for three years on your property, or do you like the idea of both together? Or yeah, like what's where do you want to go with all of your journey? Um, I'd like to be. I mean, there's no plan to like you know sign out of the world for the next three years. That's just not sustainable. And I like being connected and stuff. Um, the goal is just to continue to learn as many skills as we can. I kind of live my life with like an underarching goal of like, what can I learn now to teach future generations and like my kids and the grandkids and everything like that. So I'm just learning as much as I can now so that in the future, I have skills that I think a lot of generations have lost that can be passed on to the future. Cause I think that a lot of people will need these skills in the future. If we don't learn them now, they'll become lost. That's, that's awesome. Amazing and true. Yeah. And like, you are the the revolutionary, I think. Like I, I do, I feel that <laughs> you gotta break it forward, and you're doing it, and I love that about you. Well, one of those things. Uh, but it's something Thank that I, I like. I go to Logan, everyone. If I if I need to like compare herbal notes, or like I, you're a good place. If I have a thought, I could start there. Or like I also plan to use your knowledge a lot more, and then I'll collect knowledge and share it with you. And then hey, I'm here. I'm an open book. I love sharing. Um, but how can, how can everyone find you? Like not, not, you know, the homestead in the, yeah, don't, don't dox yourself right now, but an Instagram. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On, on technology. Yeah. Yeah, Find me on technology, even though I'm not happy to be on technology. No. Um, I enjoy sharing our journey on Instagram and recently I've gotten on to TikTok too, and it's been kind of a different thing over there where there's lots more people connecting i'm connecting with a lot of people like 65 plus and learning their skills and stuff so cool yeah it's been interesting i was not expecting it but it's been cool um i'm on tiktok and instagram at this is wild homestead so that's where you can find us well i was just gonna say i have one last question uh you know you have a dog uh i also have a dog (laughs) Uh, i love my dog my dog sometimes rolls in crazy stuff and you live in a pretty a hundred acres what's the craziest thing the dog has rolled in oh you do not want to know okay it was in okay <laughs> human shit oh no okay why oh, is it no. always human shit they're so gross it's dogs they're are so, so gross they love it they love human on. shit what is Actually, up with that it's so weird <laughs> When we first moved here, we also had a mosquito infested, like the most disgusting pit pond thing you could think of. Uh, and she was like a six month old puppy swimming in that thing every day. So we had to give her a bath every day when we first moved here. There's probably some shit in there too. Yeah. She's she's a dirty pup. <laughs> she's a fun that's dog. So gr- <laughs> oh gosh. You yeah. just need a hose for just like a special dog room to like wipe her oh, yeah. but next good thing she liked the, the hose so we just you know she plays in it <laughs> that's amazing yeah well after the van it won't be be any trouble to that you know hopefully <laughs> that's amazing well i suppose this has been a great chat logan you can come back and visit us again if you'd like 
Yeah. Um, well, of course, it was nice to meet you, Ben. It was nice meeting you, Logan. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, okay. you know, next time and eventually, um, you know, when we take stuff on the road, maybe we stop by your particular patch of yeah, my two hundred and fifty person town. <laughs> nice. Hey, oh, we didn't even do it. We didn't even do it this episode. But I will. Oh, the small, small town, town you to death. Yeah. 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 Okay. How quick? Quick. Okay. How yeah, got- long where you lived until like you were 19 or whatever, how long would it take you to get to a three-way stop? When I lived when I was 19? Like the 200, uh, the 200 uh, person town. Oh, where I live now. How long would it yeah. take me? How long take you to get stop? to a three-way stop? Seven-minute drive, probably. Okay, I'm at 15. Okay, you win. Yeah. But you're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's just conveniently close because like you probably have a road that also takes like 10 minutes to drive on before yeah, totally. anything. I'm not as far out there as I could be. And I'm kind of happy about that, but it's a small town. Yeah. Just went to a chili cook off in the small town. So it's a very close knit, weird community. <laughs> any, uh, any unique uh, chilies? There's like just lots standards? of like hunted meat, like venison, moose, Ooh, stuff okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I could that- try them all. There's like four- 40 different chilies or something like that. Oh, that sounds amazing. I love a good the chili one I went up, to put yeah. <laughs> put um chocolate in their chili. I had uh, the uh, the other chili. I do thing. that. That's my yeah. secret. <laughs> oh well, yes, no, nobody so use that. If you use it, it's Logan. Oh, you can secret. use it. It's fine. <laughs> Logan's special secret. And we're gonna have great chili at the in the octopus. The op- octopus. Heck yeah. Yeah. We came up with like the worst thing that no one can say as our like catch thing <laughs> that we talk about all the time. Uh, but anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Logan, for coming to hang out as always. Thanks and I, for having I, me. I will see yeah, thanks you for being here in person. Hopefully. Yeah, I know eventually, right? We've been trying to make this happen yeah. forever. We can do it. <laughs> At least it's mutual and then we're both super understanding. Yeah, Logan, Logan's great to totally. connect with for yes. many reasons. And thank you, Ben, for hanging out with us. And um, oh, everyone, yeah. follow Logan, follow Ben, follow me. <laughs> All the links will be d- below. Uh, make sure to review the podcast. We've learned this is very important, Logan. That might be how we're getting so popular. Um, tell a friend. Tell two friends. Just two. Yep. No more. Too much pressure. Tell them about how much we talk about the octopus and how it's actually kind of okay <laughs> and easy to say, burn, burn on you, Heather. <laughs> And don't That's worry, we're going to have the good. best community. <laughs> no, it is, It's fair. Apoc- yes. Apocalypse. I think too much about okay. it. Okay. All right. 